James 1 verse 5 If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all, and it will be given to him. Count it all joy, James said, when you fall into various trials. I hope you've been doing that, and I hope you find it helps. But sometimes when trials come, you have to make tough decisions about what you're going to do, and it's easy to get them wrong and to make things worse. A bit of wisdom is called for. Wisdom means being able to look at a situation weigh it up and work out what's the best thing to do. And funny enough, it's the next thing James writes about in his letter. He says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind, For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. You need wisdom, James says? No problem. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Ask God. He gives freely. He won't throw it back at you. He won't ever say, you got yourself into this mess or anything like that. He'll give you all the wisdom you need. But how does God do that? Maybe there have been times when you've been in a hole and you've prayed for wisdom, but nothing has flashed into your head. Does James really mean what he says here? Before we look at James' words more closely, it is worth noting that the idea that wisdom is freely available is found in other parts of the Bible too, especially in the book of Proverbs. It says in Proverbs chapter 1, verses 20 and 21, Wisdom calls aloud outside. She raises her voice in the open squares. She cries out in the chief concourses. At the openings of the gates in the city, she speaks her words. In other words, wisdom is all around you and it's screaming at you. And you're thinking to yourself, well, I don't hear nothing. Well, take a look at the world around you. Look at its beauty. Look at the genius of it, the way it all fits and works together. Look down a microscope or up a telescope. Does that not tell you something? Of course it does. It tells you that there is an all-powerful God who made it and who knows everything about it and who knows best how it ought to work. There has to be. It's screaming at you. You really should look to God for your answers before you think about looking anywhere else. That's the first bit of wisdom that's shouting at you. But there's more. We can learn wisdom by looking at the way creation works as well. The Bible teaches us to do that. Look at those ants in your garden. The ants are people not strong, yet they prepare their food in the summer, it says in Proverbs 30, verse 26. 
and that spider walking across your ceiling. The spider skillfully grasps with its hands, and it is in king's palaces, Proverbs 30, verse 28. You can learn from that. You can learn from looking at the world around you because God made it with wisdom. There's wisdom built into it. That's what good science is about. Observe and learn. And we don't do enough of it. But sometimes our observations aren't accurate. And sometimes our thinking's a bit mixed up. We get it wrong. So there's another better way that God has made wisdom freely available. He's given us the Bible. And isn't it true? In this part of the world, at least, there's hardly a house that doesn't have a Bible somewhere. There's hardly a road without a church where you can hear it read and taught. We see it on billboards. We hear it from Christian friends. There's no excuse for not finding wisdom. Which kind of makes you wonder why there aren't more wise people around, doesn't it? Well, you know the answer to that one. Not everybody listens. In fact, there are a lot of people who hate and scorn wisdom. They look at the world and they say it just happened by chance. They say you can't learn wisdom from it because there's no wisdom behind it. They say the Bible's just legends and fables. People like that, the Bible calls them fools. It says in Psalm 14, the fool has said in his heart there is no God. But listen to this. The Bible also says to them, turn at my rebuke. Surely I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. Which means that if you start to listen to wisdom, to God's word, God says, I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. If you start to listen to the word of God, it might be difficult to understand at first, But God pours out his spirit, makes his words known, and it gets easier. And you start to see things in it you never saw before. That's the way it is with wisdom. You listen, you hear some wisdom, it makes sense, you do it. So you look for more wisdom. And this time it's easier to find, and so it goes. Wisdom just kind of snowballs. But there is another side to the coin. If you don't pay heed to God's word and just carry on in your foolishness and keep doing things your own way and ignore God, well, that leads to calamity. And if you don't get into difficulty, ultimately, you'll have to answer to God and the wisdom you could have had will laugh at you. How could you have been such a fool? But anyway, back to James. You're facing a trial. You want to know what to do. Ask God, James says, and he'll tell you. It's not a case of waiting to be zapped with a great idea. The wisdom you need is there for you already. What you have to do is open your eyes, observe, learn, and most of all ask, what does God's word have to say about this? And even if you're not facing a trial, If you have any decision to make, you have your Bible that contains all the wisdom you need and you have people who can help you understand it. You have no excuse. And that applies to everything, to disputes, to business difficulties, to finding happiness, to family life, to friendships. 
you name it, the Bible has something you can apply, something that will point you to the best way forward. So don't be a fool. Pay attention to it. Sounds very simple, doesn't it? But you'd be amazed at how few people think to do it. James has something more to say on this subject before he leaves it. Something about the way you must ask God for wisdom. He says, ask in faith with no doubting. If you want God to give you wisdom, you must ask with faith. Now be careful. James doesn't mean ask really, really believing that you're going to get wisdom, otherwise you won't. No, he's saying ask with faith in whatever God's word is going to say to you. You've got to believe whatever you read in the Bible and you've got to be ready to do it. You've got to have faith in God's word. Do you know the kind of people, I'm sure you do, who ask for advice And if the advice you give is the same as they were thinking of anyway, or if it sounds good to them, they take your advice and do what you say. But if you advise something unpleasant or something they don't agree with or something they don't like, well, they just don't take your advice or they argue with you and tell you you must be wrong. You've got to wonder why they asked in the first place. They obviously don't respect your wisdom. Well, do you ever do that with God? Lord, I need wisdom. Show me what to do. And you turn to God's word, but you see something that's hard and you don't want to do it or you're not sure if it'll work. So you think to yourself, that can't be right. And you go searching your Bible for some otherwise advice and keep going till you turn up something you like better. Did you ever do that? Well, it's called lack of faith or doubting, according to James. You see, faith is taking God at his word and acting like you do. Not arguing, not questioning, not thinking, I know better. So if you need wisdom, ask God, but ask with faith. When you read what his word has to say about the decision you have to make, do what it says and don't argue. For instance, here's an example. Your boss treats you badly. He makes unreasonable demands and piles on the pressure. And you say, Lord, give me wisdom. What should I do? And you read 1 Peter 3 where it says, Servants, be submissive to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the harsh. But instead of just doing what it says, you think to yourself, If I do that, he'll walk all over me. He'll take advantage of me and things will be much worse. You have to stand up to the bully. Well, that's lack of faith and doubting. Now, I could go on giving examples, but I think you've got the point. Every time you question God's word, rather than simply doing what it says, it's lack of faith, it's doubting, and the outcome is always going to be the same. The outcome is that you will end up confused, not knowing what's right to do. As James says, like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. If you're a doubter, you're going to be an unstable person. You're going to be someone who'll be swayed by all kinds of influences. Your life is going to get very complicated and confused. 
But when you take God at his word and don't doubt, things are different. Then you'll know where you're going and you'll follow a straight course. It may not all be plain sailing, but you can be sure that what you're doing is the best. After all, who could know better than God?